It's Barely in Topic, a podcast for Boston Bruins fans by Boston Bruins fans. Welcome to Barely in Topic. I know it's been a while, but we're back, and at least three of us are back because somebody is away, and we will take away that uh, mystery in just a second. I, of course, am BA. I'm here with Nick. Hi. And Tim. Hello, hello. And Jeff is preparing to travel across Canada again. So he'll be iffy for a few episodes. <laughs> Poor guy. It's not a fun trip for him, but he's he's got to get up at like 1.30 in the morning. So he's not recording. And we're recording today on Thursday, October 5th. Is that it? All I know is it's National Rhode Island Day. So hey. yes. For all it the Rhode Islanders out there. Yes. And it is National Rhode Island Day. So this is when we say what cheer me top. And then, you know, that's all good. Anyway, um, so we wanted to wrap up the previous season, which I guess is what, season eight? Oh, can you believe we're gonna go into season nine next week? Season nine um anyway i'm excited about the different seasons i i don't know if it makes much difference because it's like we'll record right now and then we'll record in a few days again for the next season but that's okay there's there's children well actually many children many relationships that are younger than this podcast mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. my dog for instance is younger than this uh podcast you, you know mm-hmm and I think he just laid out a really big stink. Oh, Oof. Thanks, Boomer. Oof. Yeah. I was, I'm trying to, to tuck him in. I'm not doing very well. He jumped off the bed. Anyway, doesn't matter. Uh, if you happen to hear some dog sounds, I'm not going to apologize. Just look at it as bonus content. And away we go. So now, um, I, I, you know, I just wanted to get together one time before the new season starts. And I wanted to talk about Fergie and Krejci, because obviously the summer has been super busy for me and uh, super busy for the Bruins, including the fact that we had two longtime players for the Bruins retired this season or this offseason. It's not really a surprise that either one of them retired, but it's sad to me anyway. I don't know how you guys are feeling about it. So, I guess I'll, I guess I'll get started. This is this is no secret. Um, I've talked about this before on the podcast. I'm pretty sure, and definitely talked about it just in general off, off microphone time. But with Bergeron retiring, it's uh, it's one of those things. At least for me, that makes me feel old. <laughs> Because, because my Bruins fandom began one year prior to uh, uh, to him joining the Bruins. So that was the 2003 season that I became a fan. Uh, he got drafted that summer. And then 2004 is when I really felt like I was just all about the Bruins. They, have, they were good that year. Um, and I remember people talking about little Bergeron, 18 years old, youngest guy in the NHL. And... So now he's gone. 
And it's very obvious to me now. I am, I think I'd be the oldest Bruin. No, wait, no, Mar- Marshan's still older than me. But uh, I, if I were a pro athlete, I would be old. If I were a pro athlete, I'd That's be true. dead. <laughs> <laughs> I'd also be old. <laughs> Meanwhile, Zdeno Char is out there running every freaking marathon he can get his feet into. Hey, good for him. I know. It's amazing. I mean, it just shows you that the guy's drive for competition, especially competition against himself, because that's what marathons really are. It, it's just, it's so high. So I can see that. I can understand how you feel like mm-hmm. old because like you've seen his whole career. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm very lucky in that I did watch the 2011 uh, Stanley Cup run uh, only because I have a thing where even if I'm not a fan of the sport itself, whatever Boston team gets into like the final, I'm going to watch, you know, so I've watched Red Sox World Series mm-hmm. and I've watched uh, uh, Celtics uh, uh, finals. And uh, so at that time I watched the Bruins I, and I still don't understand why I never connected to hockey until like 2013, but because I always loved playing it. It was fun. But anyway, I just, I'm lucky that I decided on my own to watch them when I did, because then I got to see the magic of Bergeron in the playoffs right away. I mean, my first year watching, they went to the final and that was exciting. And I did not expect them to do that. So he, he went out at the top of his game. So I think that there is something to be said for that. Um. But I'm still, uh, I, I'm still angry that uh, the Bruins failed out of the first round like they did. Uh, I don't. I, I I'm still a little mad at Montgomery for some of the choices he made there, including playing Bergie when Bergie was not where he needed to be health wise. Hey Tim, what are you thinking? Actually, it's a little bit different than both of you. I'm kind of content. Hmm. I knew I kind of figured it was going to happen. So I kind of geared myself up for it and expected the expected it to happen. But also I'm happy that he's doing it on his own terms. And I'm happy he's not being forced to leave or by injury or anything like that. And I'm happy that he's going to be able to have presumably a good family life beyond the sport. And I think that that's, he he deserves that after giving his heart and soul to the Bruins for so many years. Um, he deserves to ha- enjoy retirement rather than be wrecked through every day. I mean, there's there are countless um, stories of athletes in every sport that what they go through when they retire is just awful. Like I remember the one that sticks out the most to me is I remember reading a book about Jim Otto, and after he retired from football, he was a center. He never missed a game in 10 years. He had the whole right side of the Raiders offensive line fall on his leg, and he didn't miss a game after that. Like, it was, it literally turned black, and he didn't miss a game. And after retiring, he had, like, he had, like, 10 different kneecap replacements and, like, six different shoulder replacements and just went through hell. And it's something that I really wouldn't want someone to go through when they retire. So I think because of that, because of all he gave and 
I'm grateful for being able to have watched him and everything like that. I'm just, I'm content with it all. I can understand that totally. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm really glad that he went out on his own terms because there's nothing better than to be able to do that. You don't want to feel like you're forced out. Um, there's part of me that wonders if he would have come back if the team had a better cap situation. But I, then again, I think like the birth of your potentially last child, mm-hmm. right? And let's put it this way. Stephanie's a saint because you know, she has three <laughs> boys. <Woo>. Yes. <laughs> he wanted to be home for this one you know we know that his dad is uh going through cancer treatments and stuff so family is a big thing and even though they are staying in this area right now he can still go back and forth to quebec city you know as he needs to so i think it's really good for him to be able to have some peace have some family time and he's still in good enough shape that he can play with the kids and do all the things he needs to do. He's like he said, he was looking forward to being an Uber driver for the family, mm-hmm. which I think is hilarious. <laughs> I mean, think about it. Like his eldest now, he's going to be eight. That's pretty big. Zach. I don't think it's quite hit me. When I see the game next week, first game, it will hit me. And then when I go to my first game in person, it will probably hit me some more so yeah you know there will be crying it will be ugly it's okay we're all allowed to do that but yeah i mean it's one of those things where it's like we've been anticipating this for like two or three years right Mm -hmm. we've been like stealing ourselves up for it jeff gave this monologue a couple of seasons back about what bergeron meant to him and his fandom and all that stuff and how they kind of grew together because i believe that jeff is a little bit older just a little bit Mm. older than him we've known it was going to happen i wish his captaincy could have been longer but i don't think that that really means anything because he's been an assistant captain for so long the tradition continues with captain marshy (laughs) that's that's when it hit me that bergeron retired (laughs) (laughs) oh my god i was so excited remember that they were taking pictures of him on the ice at warrior and we're all like is that a c or an a is that a c or an a and of course it was probably just the a at that point and then i i was lucky enough to go to the centennial takeoff and the jet blue uh hangar over uh just right next to logan it's a pretty cool event i would not have spent the money that they wanted fans to to get but we had some comped tickets so oh then that's a good deal i would go for that yeah. at that price yeah yeah so that was fun and then getting to see the models lucic brendan carlo and uh marshy himself and marshy is just he is so charming he really is so anyway i'm i was i was hoping they would reveal but i knew they wouldn't reveal and then it was just a couple of days later so I bought my Marshy at the event because I was betting on him being the captain. Mm. I mean, it's it's a pretty safe bet, honestly. But, you know, I was betting on it and I came up right. So I'm very excited for Marshy. Um, I'm also sad for Marshy because Bergie's not there. And I feel like even though Luch is back and he has other teammates that he's been around for quite a while, their love is so pure. Mm-hmm so pure i mean even 
Marshy's wife says, I know who his true love is. <laughs> it's Bergie. And the fact that the way they expressed it at <laughs> Charlie McAvoy's wedding was gorgeous and wonderful. And love is love is love is love. So there you go. But anyway, um, yeah. So I think it's going to take me a little bit of time. I'm not exactly sad for him. I'm sad for me. And that's selfish. And that's okay. Um, he went out winning another Selkie. That's fantastic. Yep. I wish, I just wish they had been able to make that cup run, but that, you know, you can, you can wish that all you want. Um, and he's satisfied. You're right. He's satisfied with his career. So how can you not be happy for him? You know, his, his retirement reminds me a lot of David Ortiz with the Red Sox because David Ortiz retired from the Red Sox in 2016. And in his last season, he had over 300. He had like 38 home runs. He had over 100 RBI. He played in 151 games. Like, monster year by any measure. And he retired on top and did it his own way. And, you know, now he's in the Hall of Fame and he comes back to the – he got his number retired and he comes back and does things. But the most important thing for that is two years later – the Red Sox did win the World Series. Hmm. I mean, it just reminds me because that 2016 Red Sox team, they won the division, they uh, and then they got knocked out in the first round of the playoffs. Um, and I think they were swept, even. So, like, the parallels are there to me. But maybe I'm just looking for things where there aren't isn't anything. Oh, I think there's a parallel. Longtime Boston athletes uh, going out at the top of their game, but not necessarily winning the championship, but having won the championship before. Yeah, I think there's a lot to be said there. I think that there aren't any more venerated players here in Boston than probably those two guys, to tell you the truth. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Ortiz won three championships for the Red Sox and the only like Red Sox players close would be either like old time players like Ted Williams, Carl Yastrzemski, those guys, or Pedro. Everyone loves Pedro, but even Pedro didn't spend as many years in Boston as Ortiz did. So, and eventually Pedro did leave. So I mean, there there is that, and I mean the only other the only person that spent a ton of time. I can think of as a Boston athlete that spent a ton of time in Boston and won championships, stuff like that. Unfortunately, recently passed away, Tim Wakefield. Mm. Um, he was here forever. I mean, I think 95 was his first year in Boston, and then he retired in, like, 2011 or something. Just, yeah. He was, like, 44 when he retired, something like that. And he still stayed with the, the Red Sox after that. Oh yeah, he was he was working for Nesson. He called games this year for Nesson. Gave back to the community a ton. Like there was not a charity he wasn't involved in in Boston. He still lived there with his wife and everything. Like people used to call Johnny Pesky uh, Mr. Red Sox because he spent 50 years in the organization, and he was Wakefield was on track to be that guy, mm. like Mr. Red Sox. Yeah, too young, too passed away too young. For sure. Only only 57. Yeah. I just, I don't like how everything went down in the last week. He didn't deserve that. 
No, he did not. And uh, I don't think it's a Christian thing to do to basically talk about other people's private business if they don't want you to. Especially when that person wasn't even the one to tell you about it. Yeah. He said he spoke to Tim Wakefield occasionally, which means probably not much at all. Yeah. Well, he, he, he also said that he talked about it more with Doug Mirabelli, who was Wakefield's like catcher in yes. Boston. Yes. So, so I think he originally heard it from Mirabelli. So like he, he didn't even hear it from Wakefield himself. I don't think, which is even worse. Yeah. That's, that's way worse. But anyway, rest in peace. Tim Wakefield, I hope that his wife makes it through her cancer treatments and continues on because that is, that's a tough thing. And uh, the kids don't need that as well. No kidding. No kidding. Yeah. I mean, he exposed both of them. That's just uh, both of them, especially when both of them and like he, he himself has had it before. Like, so he knows what it's like to want to be private with something like that. So has his wife. And he still made it about himself. Yep. He's a jerk. Shilling, that is. Let's make sure we get that right. Oh, yeah. I hope I hope he never has anything to do with the Boston Red Sox. No. No. Well, I mean, he's a freaking Nazi. I don't think the Red Sox want that for their brand. That's um, true. There's a reason why. I'm pretty sure he when they did when they did the 2004 20th celebration, they did some type of celebration with them. And I'm pretty sure he wasn't even invited. So yeah. that says all you need to no, right there. Now, moving on, we had David Krejci also announce his retirement, which was also not really a surprise. Right. Bergeron, we could anticipate it based on how he was um, uh, how he was reacting after the Game 7 loss. You know, you could see that he had a lot of emotion, and it seemed like he was getting ready to say goodbye to the, the game. Krejci was a little bit more direct because he was just like, I'm either playing for the Bruins or I'm retiring from the uh, NHL. You know, it's one or the other. It's not, oh, it's not going to be me playing for another team, which uh, I'm like, okay, that's good. Good. We we know that, you know, because we we had to wait a while for Bergie's announcement to come back. And Krejci's was after that, but we kind of just knew when we didn't hear that Krejci was really training up that he they were very quiet on that front and there were rumors that he was uh, going to get ready for the uh, world championships for the Czech world championships in May then and that he might take off like half a year to get ready for that and so when he said that he retired I was not surprised at all he's a little bit more of a tougher nut to crack in a lot of ways and for me I I'm I'm kind of am, I'm ambivalent about the whole thing. Well, he already left before. He, he already left, but he also when he came back, he he had lost a step, and I think he knew that. I mean, he still played great, but he was not as fast. The problem is, is that sometimes the game starts passing you by. Not to say that there's anything wrong with Krejci at all. He's just getting older. You know, he's a year younger than Bergeron. It happens. So, I mean, if he has truly moved back to the uh, to the Czech Republic, to Czechia, to have his kids know his parents and know where, you know, where he came from, I think that's fantastic for him. And if he just wants to play in the world championships, because he only retired from the NHL, from what I know. Right. If he wants to play in the world championships, good for him. He doesn't have anything to prove. He's won a Stanley Cup. 
he wanted to come back and win another. It didn't happen. He was like, I can still play in the NHL. That's true. Somebody would have probably taken a gamble for him uh, or well, on him. Absolutely. Absolutely. Someone would have. But he didn't want to do that. And I got to respect the, the guys for wanting to be lifelong Bruins. That is not something that we see anymore. We have Kevin Shattenkirk, who's on, what, his sixth or seventh team now? Yeah. I remember being able to see players in football play for one team entirely. And it's just not something that happens anymore now to free. Now, thanks to free agency and all of that. So, uh, and in hockey, it was never that way. It was always like you played for all the teams. <laughs> Whoever wanted you. Even Bobby Orr played for someone else. Ray Bork played for someone else. Yeah, I, I know. I, Espos- well, Esposito played for two other teams. Yep. Even Chief played for somebody else before the Bruins, didn't he? Red Wings. Yeah, I mean, not everybody gets to be a Mm -hmm. lifelong Bruin or a lifelong member of any team. You know, like I can think of Shane Doan. Didn't was he a lifer? I think so. Yes. Yes, it's rare. It's so rare that you're just like you doubt that there's somebody else out there. So it's like I think it's a big thing. I really do. I think they take pride in that. I think I think the players take pride in that. Being a lifelong with one team, I, I think the biggest thing with Krejci for me are two things. I fe- I feel closure this time around. I feel like when he left last time to play in the Czech Republic, it was a little bit. It just didn't feel like. It felt like there was unfinished business, and it just didn't feel like there was closure with that. Right. With this time around, I feel he came back for a year. I feel the closure there, and I also think, like Tuca, he's one of the more underrated players. That played for the Bruins because there you would constantly hear people. I mean, how many times, how many off seasons did fans try to trade David Krejci? Oh I mean, <laughs> we tried to trade him <laughs> just so he could go have a <laughs> have a run. <laughs> yeah, like I mean, there were people that wanted to trade him just so he wasn't in trade rumors, like <laughs> so he could be, so he could relax, like so. I mean, I feel like he's very underappreciated, as I think Tuca was as well, um, in Boston. Um, I think that I think the I think he's appreciated around the league, but I don't think he was appreciated in, in Boston enough. Right, right, right. It's kind of like uh, you know everybody appreciated Patrice Bergeron across the board, and and he was like the middle child. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you, you know, <laughs> yeah. So it's like, uh, you know, it's it's tough. It's tough being in, in other people's shadows. Uh, but I think he kind of liked that because I think it allowed him to operate the way that he does. Sure, pay attention to everybody else right now. I'm just going to quietly put my nose down and do what I want to do. I love how when they were talking about Creechie coming back, they were like, what's the greatest thing about David Creechie? And they were like, his sense of humor. Everybody kept saying that. And it's like, so, of course, when he announced his retirement, I had to pull up the clip of him interrupting Corelli's interview because that is just so freaking funny. They, he's like, do you do you want to say something? He's like, no, I don't want to be on camera. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm just so glad that he got to play with Pasta, that Pasta got to play with him uh, one more time. You know what I mean? Yep. Just for mm-hmm. for like for both of them and their relationship, I think that was great. And you're right; it was a sense of closure because he was came back to 
to do what he could to to finish everything up. Yes, Boomer. Would you like to say something about David Krejci? No, not really. <laughs> no. The closure's there for him, too. Yes, it is. Yes? Go ahead. Growl. I dare you. Oh, so I give you the microphone. You don't want it. Oh, that was a very crazy moment, actually. Mm -hmm. It was. Yep. Good job. Good job, Boomer. He does not want to be on microphone. <laughs> Get up here. Get up. Come on. Stop being a jerk. Come on. Come on up. You're a good boy. I know you are. Come on. Ugh. Anyway, so not surprised. Wished it had turned out better for him. Hope everything turns out well for him back in Czechia or South Carolina or both. Yeah. Anyway, obviously, two centers down. Bruins are going to look very weird this year. Look very different. We still don't even have it all sorted out yet. Nope. Um, and that is why we will record an episode early next week so we can talk about the roster and our predictions so fun so so fun i can't wait if anyone predicts that brendan carlo will have a breakout offensive season like you have to end your podcasting career at this point as i think we've all done it and we've all been wrong i'm just so, waiting for tim to do it actually this year but tim. tim's not yeah, gonna do that i haven't done that no no i already have i already have my uh my bold prediction and it's spicy Yep, yep. I, I don't know what it is yet. That's fine. We all know that he's changed his name to Geek Squad, which yep. took me a long time to figure out what that meant because I am not that bright. <laughs> I am bright, but sometimes I'm really dumb. Yeah, I, I just thought that there was something wrong with our computers and they were going to, Tim was going to fix it. Yeah, yeah. Um, you wouldn't want me fixing your computer, but. <laughs> um. <laughs> I, yeah, Morgan Geeky. I'm head of the Geek Squad. I, I, I saw a little bit of the game before I came in here. Um, I saw 39 on the ice. I'm like, who is that? And I kept, I, I was like, that's Geeky. That It's going to take me a little bit of time to get the new numbers. We can that's, play that game next week. He's making 39 great again because, unfortunately, Bolesky, um tainted it at the end of, at the end of his tenure. Well, mm -hmm. I can't blame Valeski. I still think they mismanaged his knee injury. Probably. I think he should have had surgery and they didn't do surgery. And I understand why you don't do surgery sometimes, but I, I think they, it, had he had surgery, he would have been better, but whatever. Poor guy. It, it just, There's a lot of that going around in sports. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It happened to the bucks this year and they're, it's biting in the butt right now. They're, uh, their longtime center, uh, Ryan Jensen, who was Brady's favorite like center with the Bucks, favorite O lineman with the Bucks. Uh, at the beginning of training camp last off season, last season, first day of training camp gets rolled up on no. knee injury, and he didn't have surgery on the knee, and he worked hard and he came back, played for the playoff game against Dallas. They lost, and now he's on injured reserve out for the year this year because still having problems with the injury. Apparently, he, he told us what no one ever actually said what happened. He tore, he tore multiple ligaments. 
he broke a bones, he had a dislocated kneecap, something else, and he didn't do surgery. Just mm. rehabbed it. And it seems like a bad move with all that. Mm-hmm. But tough son of a bitch to be able to not have <laughs> surgery and just rehab. But yeah. Offensive linemen, that's what they're made of. I mean, Logan yeah, Mankins different. had uh, torn his ACL and played through that, you know? Uh, played the entire all season. season. Yes, yeah. the entire season with Jeez. that. Anyway, we're going to have to get used to a different roster this year. We're going to have to get used to not having Bergie and Craigie down the, the middle. And it's going to be a process for all of us, I think. Wow. So I have a, I just thought of something. So mm-hmm. Bruins lost two mainstays in their lineup this year. I wonder if part of bringing Lucic back was so we had an, an old face that kind of fit the same mold, who was a mainstay, who people loved. And so it was like one of those things where you're losing these two, but we're bringing someone else back. I Yeah, I think it was a crowd-pleasing move myself. It might have been like, you know, he knows the Bruins' way, bring him back, bolster up the leadership group. It could have been that he just desperately wanted to come back. Mm-hmm. He, he, it really seems like he did want to come back so badly. I mean, he came back for a million base and then bonuses. Right. And it's like, I can understand that, where it's like, I don't think he ever wanted to be traded away from here. And I I think if you have a chance to go home, in quotation marks, mm-hmm. you go home. Who knows how long he has left? I mean, I know he's only 33, but he's an old 33. Right. They keep listing him at 6'3", and I'm like, is he 6'3"? I mean, his his back is getting that curvature a little bit more. I hope he has a good year. I think it'll be funny. To, to see him uh, do some intimidation because there are lots of people who could use some of that. I mean, our team doesn't have a lot of bite in that way. Mm-hmm. If we're going to be a more defensively focused team in a lot of ways, and the defense is not really set up to give that snarl, have somebody on the fourth line who can do it. I don't have any problem with that. That'd be fine. Him and Freddie. Him and Freddie. Mm. <laughs> Officer Luch and Deputy Freddy. <laughs> In the meantime, you have your like uh, right wing Lauko, who's just the sprite who skates through all of the things and draws penalties. It'll be great. <laughs> I also will randomly fight if he needs to. There was a few times in Providence where he he, he wasn't afraid to drop the gloves. Well, I mean, let's just put it this way. If you're playing in Providence, you've got to drop the gloves at some point. <laughs> That's true. That's true. That's fair. It's part of the entertainment. Yeah. Hey, I love it when I go down there and watch a game. I haven't been in such a long time. I definitely have to go this year a few times. But yeah, I I love to see it. It's good. I love a fight. I do. I don't want all fights all the time unless people really deserve it. But I like a fight. It's good. All right. So... Yeah, I think that we've said pretty much what we wanted to say about Bergie and Krejci. They're going to be missed. I'm glad that Krejci, oh, I forgot to say this. I'm glad that Krejci came back and got his stick for his 1,000th game. That was cool. Yeah, cool. Um, I was there for that game. I think that might have been one of the final games I went to before I broke my ankle. I'm glad he got to, to do that. That was wicked cool. Oh, yeah, I went to that game with with Phony, I think. Oh, that was cool. Anyway. Was that a matinee game? It was. It was a matinee. Like- 
on a weekday uh on a monday it was like uh, martin luther king day or something like that mm-hmm. it was or president's day it was president's day that's it yeah because i watched the ceremony on my lunch break bruins have matinees on certain monday holidays so on dr martin luther king's birthday they will have a matinee but they also have one on president's day and then they they don't have a matinee on patriots day because the red sox play a matinee but they'll play that night right yeah so and there's a lot going on 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 patriots day so it's like you know you've got the marathon you got the Red Sox game. So the, the, the Bruins can hold back and be at night, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but they do traditionally play that night. And the Red Sox is like is like early bird special matinee because it's like 11. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it is. It always amazes me that, that uh, people can get to that game because, like I said, there's a lot going on in, in, in uh, Boston, Boston on that day. Yes, Boston. I'm sorry. I was looking at the website. I was looking at the Bruins website. So I wanted to confirm oh, Bruins, something. Guess what? What? Make 51 great again scored. Oh, he hey. did. He did. They're up two to one. Yeah, he he did it. He did it, baby. Oh, no. Zaka, Pasta, and Freddie have assists. Nice. I haven't watched any of the preseason games. I haven't either. I I've been so I've watched so much football. It's unbelievable. I don't think the page, uh, I don't think the Bruins are going to be playing on not at home on uh, on Patriots Day. Oh, oh wow! Because they're playing against the Senators the next night. So let me look. That Patois, he is trying to uh, he is trying to make sure that he is. Uh, Getting all the looks, huh? He is. He's definitely pushing. <gasps> the Bruins are playing against the Capitals on Patriots Day at Washington. Oh my god! I know! I'm used to a home game! What the hell? What the hell? This is so wrong! Anyway. That's so weird, yeah. It is very weird that they'll be out of town for that whole thing, you know? So, anyway... Uh, because Patriots Day uh, actually will fall on the 15th this year hmm. of April. Uh, I'm not this year, 2024. It'll be the 15th of April, which means that, uh, you know, we, we get that extra day for the taxes. You know, we always get the extra day for the taxes. But Oh, is that also, that also might be uh, Jackie Robinson Day for, the, I think 415 is the, the day that MLB uses for Jackie Robinson Day. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, it's going to be a big day all the way around. Yeah. Everyone everyone wears 42 and yeah. All right. Sounds good. Uh, okay. Well, so next week we will take a look at the roster because we're going to do an episode after the roster cut down and uh we'll talk about that and we'll talk about our predictions and all sorts of other stuff so i think we're just gonna wrap it up right here any parting thoughts guys i'm i'm looking forward to my martian jersey arriving sometime i i hope so i hope it comes sooner rather than later good things come to those who wait okay there you go you're right you're right you're right uh tim anything this is gonna sound. This is gonna be so weird and random, and 
people aren't going to get it, but it's gonna, I'm saying it. The word is vicariously, not vicariously, not vicariously. It's vicariously, not vicariously. Tim, I want to live vicariously through you. Well, <laughs> that's an option. <laughs> it's 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 vicariously. I was I was listening to highlights of a podcast that I watch and one of the hosts literally thought that the word was bicuriously and not vicariously. Oh eh. okay. Yeah. No. Um I So he was like yeah, this person's living bicuriously through this person. And they're like, wait, the other host is like, wait, what did you say? <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. I've never I've never heard that one because it's always like, you know, you see somebody wrote should of instead yep. of should have or should have with the, yep. the apostrophe V-E. Uh, you know, I used to think because of was something that you couldn't say, but apparently it's you can say that. I used to say a long time ago, I used to say that I was the split image of my mother, which I meant spitting image of my mother. Mm. You know what uh, I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And you know what I recently realized? Um, that I do not have the certain like language, the dialect of my, my siblings and my uh, family from Maryland, typically. Except for hmm. one thing that I say, I do not say Meals on Wheels, which is a an organization that I do volunteer work with. I did mm -hmm. it today. I say Mills on Wills. 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 That is a Pennsylvania, Maryland, West Virginia thing, which uh, I have to say, my family when I did the DNA thing. They, they pegged us as early settlers of Pennsylvania. And I'm like, that is true. That is us. That's my family on the one side. So, yeah. So that's that's that whole like Pennsylvania, Maryland influence. Mills on Wills. Like if you ever listen to Scott Zolak or Andy Gresh, they will talk about things, especially uh, Scott Zolak. He'll say Stillers. And I will actually say Stillers, too, sometimes. Stillers, I have to yeah. I have to think about it. I'll say Steelers if I'm thinking about it. But if I'm not thinking about it, I'm saying Pittsburgh Steelers. You know, so it's like, it, it's a fun little thing. I mean, how do you say these things? Just say it quick. Don't think about it. Meals on wheels. Yeah. Meals on wheels. Meals on wheels. Meals on wheels. Yeah, Steelers. okay. Yep, yep. So that's yeah. not me. Uh, I got that whole, like everybody else in my family got the Warsh. Oh, Washington. Yeah. Warsh. And then I got this other part of the accent but uh yeah it's all good oh, okay yes speaking of pronunciations the best for worcestershire worcestershire sauce the best one i've ever heard was who's your sister sauce ah! <laughs> <laughs> oh my god I told you about the time that I was, uh, I read, it was an early edition, uh, like an early um, magazine in the uh, spin over. So this is like late 80s sometime. And they were doing a night in the life of rock and roll. Yeah. So they sent, uh, they sent reporters and, and people all over the place. And they were like, 
Motley Crew at the Worcester Palladium, and it was spelled W-O-O-S-T-R. Worcester. 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 <laughs> like the Woo Sox. Woo Sox. Yeah. Um, the, the Worcester Palladium in Worcester, Massachusetts. And I'm like, no, hmm. that is not how it is. And then I heard, oh, God, I heard GR, a dad of the Golden Ratio, uh, say Worcester sauce, Worcestershire sauce today. Um, he was saying that. I was like, nope, that's not it. Worcestershire sauce. I knew how to say that when I was a kid. Mm. Who's your sister sauce? Who's your sister sauce? <laughs> wow. That's, that is brilliant. <laughs> Very brilliant. Live by curiously through someone. I couldn't oh believe it. The other host was like, I don't know how you've made it to where you haven't in life, like with this, like, by curiously. And the person who said it was like, Vicariously, that's that's a word people get met wrong all the time. I'm like, not with bicuriously. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. As a person who lives vicariously through people, I've never lived bicuriously through them. Or actually, I kind of have. That's another story for another time, kids. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> you've been listening to Barely on Topic. We can be found on soundcloud and uh other places spotify you know no longer stitcher stitcher no longer exists we're not listening to anything on stitcher anymore we might be on pandora i don't know i i don't i i didn't set up an rss for that but you know we don't want to open that box yeah (laughs) (laughs) you're right i didn't (laughs) and then um uh, yeah, you can find us pretty much anywhere. Um, and chances are, if you're listening to this, you've already found us. You can contact us. Oh, gosh, this is where it gets tough. I have not deactivated our Twitter, and I'm not calling it X. I have not deactivated the Twitter thing. So I think I'm going to keep up with that. I have not activated a Threads thing because Threads was that shiny new toy for like a day for me. And then I don't think I've posted anything since. <laughs> it's so hard because it's like I don't I've been I'm so down on social media lately mm-hmm. you know because it's like everyone has something bad going on uh although I've been like thinking like it'd be fun to do like a Twitter spaces thing for the barely on topic thing just talk to some of our listeners our dear listeners and see what they're thinking about and talk to you know whatever and and one of these days I will do that but you know, you can That'd find us. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. You can find us on Twitter. I'm not calling it X. You know what it is at Barely on Topic. You can find us on Facebook still at Barely on Topic Podcast. You can find me. I'm still on Twitter, but I don't use it that much, although I might use it a little bit more just to be like, fuck you, Elon. Um, <laughs> I don't know how I'm putting it to him, but whatever um i'm at va from ri and on threads i am at the rightful queen of pies so you know if you feel like throwing me a thread i'll grab onto it or something and you guys yeah i am at tim a richardson on twitter and threads Mm -hmm. and jeff is at dr hand grenade on twitter i think he might be the same thing on threads fair enough he's also that on threads i'm 
at Nick Baggio on uh, Threads, Twitter. But honestly, if you really want to connect with me, I'm I'm on Instagram. Post that's that that's my that's my pride and joy. At Nick Baggio. Yep. Yeah, I I'm at Queen of Pies on Instagram as well because it's Timmy the Richardson right there as well. Yep. What what am I trying to say here? If you contact us on the Twitter or the Facebook accounts, I usually forward that stuff to the other guys. Mm. And we talk about things or I let them know what's going on. Especially if you, you know, if you have something that helps us out or is a compliment, you know. And, you know, basically anything other than you suck is helpful. Mm. All right. Tim. Thank you. Bye, curiously.